the best book club in the multiverse. This is the latest session of the Geek Explained Book Club, where every single Friday, I, alongside my amazing friends, are going through every single issue of every single volume of Brian Michael Bendis, Mark Bagley, Trevor Harrison, and Mark Brooks is... The Ringer! <laughs> the Ringer? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh no we're talking about spider-man obviously <laughs> ultimate spider-man and we are specifically talking about volume 16 entitled deadpool and i'm joined by the only two men who i would trust to get dropped into the middle of a mutant hating island and f team up with to fight for our lives against some cybernetic uh monstrosities first up the friendly neighborhood jacob brown Blood who believers. <laughs> that voice. And the spectacular Malcolm Russell Nelson. Straight up, I'm from Waldorf, Michigan. No, Maryland. <laughs> I messed it up. It's Maryland. It's Maryland. <laughs> That's okay. That's I mean, okay. he's not even from Waldorf, but like, it's whatever. <laughs> it's whatever. <laughs> We're finally introduced to the greatest villain of all time, guys. The fucking ringer. The ringer. <laughs> the ringer, baby. Um, so yeah, this is, uh, this is volume 16. This is issues 91 through 96, specifically, plus annual number two. Woo! Yeah. This was a volume. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am going to preface this by saying I have not experienced a drop off in quality halfway Ooh. through a volume Whoa. quite like this volume. Whoa. For me specifically. Whoa. I understand that that might ruffle some feathers. I understand that like we are Morbius, going to disagree. Baby? I didn't need a two-parter of Jared Leto. That's just either way. <laughs> Jared Leto. We're going to get into it. No, this is like McConaughey Morbius. McConaughey He's, open. He's looking no hot. Way. No way. That's a disservice to McConaughey. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> McConaughey would never wear that, that was flat top offensive. haircut. That's really yeah. bad. That was actually really offensive. I'm, I'm sorry, Matthew McConaughey. We, that was really I, I know weird. that he listens to this podcast, so Mr. McConaughey, I do apologize for my friend. I, I also apologize. I was super out of cap and I, I apologize. I love your work. Uh, Interstellar is one of my favorite movies of all time. So, and you should have done Interstellar. Awesome. Green lights, I, I, man. Are you serious? I, I, I just think it's all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Boom! All right. So, we're jumping into <laughs> chapter 91. You can tell this is the Deadpool volume. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah, we got jokes. <laughs> Yeah, we got jokes. More jokes than this Deadpool, I'll tell you that right News now. Newsflash, yeah. I'm funny sometimes. Yeah. Uh, let's yeah, let's get into this. <laughs> so, <laughs> viewers, Malcolm, as we're recording this, just literally finished the Batman for the first time a few minutes ago. So I'm going to so call everyone sweetheart now. Yeah, I'm going to call everybody sweetheart, and we're going to start singing Ave Maria halfway through this. So, <laughs> Ave Maria plays like 18 times in that movie. I never want to hear that it's song. It's, it's the Riddler's theme song. Oh, my God. <laughs> so chapter 91 kicks off, and I love this cover, man. Great cover. It's super cool. Right. How do we feel about the costume? Let's talk about the costume. Uh, you mean Court of Owls? Kitty Pride? Kitty Pride? <laughs> yeah, I love that shit. Uh, it's talent. funny because I think it looks a little better even in the issue. Yeah. Uh, I think her hair not being in a ponytail makes it look better. 
Oh yeah. I kind of wish it stayed in the ponytail. I like the ponytail. Oh really? I, I like the full hair. But know. yeah. Either either I'm way, bald. it's a great look. Great costume. I'm gay. I don't really care either way. <laughs> Jesus. So, Jacob, you can still have an opinion. It's okay. Nah, nah. It's 2022. I'm it's, not gonna I'm not gonna box you. Right. Like, <laughs> it's it's not my jam. I'm just gonna mention that's fair. <laughs> it's so, still good. We we catch up with Spidey in the middle of battling his newest foe, the Ringer. The Ringer. Ringer. You know the Ringer sounds like Oz in the Batman. You know he definitely has <laughs> giving off a lot right of weird Waldorf, Maryland. <laughs> hey, you think I ain't ready for a yo like you? <laughs> a yo, a yo, a yo. I I love the dumb slang in this comic. It will never not be funny to me. I'm the ringer, baby. <laughs> like, it's so good. So Ringer Ooh, is given uh, given Spider a little bit of trouble when who shows up? No, seriously, I'm asking because we never give her a superhero name. Nope. Kitty Pride in her newest costume shows up and just absolutely bodies this poor man. Like he is so ineffectual against her. I love the panel where all the rings are going through her. Mm-hmm. Just she's just phasing through all of them. This guy is yeah. no challenge. Yeah. Guys, yeah. absolutely no challenge. And she is uh, she's basically able to subdue this guy nearly single-handedly because she something that I don't know if it's always been a part of her kit. I've seen different interpretations where it is, different interpretations where it isn't. But mm. when she phases through any kind of tech, she sort short circuits it. Mm-hmm. Completely fries it. And so she's able to basically fry this guy's little backpack that emits these rings. She's able to get Spidey out of his bonds and as uh, the main contributor in taking this guy out. Yeah. I really like them together. I really like them teaming up. I they have a good really dynamic. Cool. They have a great dynamic. Yeah. And so they are, uh, they're doing, they're doing this couple thing. They're making it work. They're doing pretty good. The superhero coupling thing. The superhero yeah. coupling thing. And she and I love the uh, the reason behind it too. She's basically like, I want to go to the movies with you. I want to go on dates. And if Kitty Pride is seeing palling around with Spider Man, and all of a sudden she's dating this weird teenager, people are going to start to ask questions. So hey, Spidey's got a new partner. I love the thought behind it. I love yeah. that there is a reason for it. Yeah, yeah. it's not like, just hey, it's... we want another action figure. Yeah. It, it... <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I the the thought behind it makes complete sense for the world and for the context of their relationship. It's it's really smart. Yeah. It's a really really smart bit of writing. Uh, and I, and I really smart like that gets taken away. <laughs> yeah, I I really like too the moment that they have right before she leaves, where she's like, where where she makes fun of his villains. She's like, all your villains suck. And then when the you know the uh, the Blackbird shows up. He, she's basically like, look, like you still like me, and he's like, take back that thing you said about my villains. She's like, no, and they kiss. I just, I love them together. I yeah. really, really dig it. They have and a really she, good dynamic. And she accidentally like phases through him. I, it's awkward teen romance. Yeah, it's, it's the adorable. Best. It's, it's adorable. So good. Yeah, it's great. It's adorable. I will, I will never get over adorable. the weird like skywalking up to the blackbird though. It's strange to me. 
She's phasing through the air's molecules. No, but all of them do it. Like when when the when I mean, the X Men showed up in the previous volume, they all skywalked yeah. down. Yeah, everybody like weirdly like skies into play because I mean Nick Fury's done it a few times. That's true. Where he just fucking just randomly floats on stuff. Like, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. It's kind of just a weird choice. Yeah. I don't know. Ultimate- everybody has anti gravity boots. That's basically what it is. Yeah, exactly. I guess that's the thing with the Ultimates. Yeah. So. <laughs> Kitty Pride gets back to Xavier's school for gifted youngsters and finds that nobody's there. And as she runs into who she thinks is Wolverine, he is... Okay. Let me just, for a moment, if you'll indulge me. I have never jived with the ultimate Wolverine design. I just don't because like... the hair? The, I don't like the hair. I don't like the hair. It weirds me out. I don't think the costume is particularly good either. Oh, really? Do you not like the ultimate X-Men costumes? I'm not. I think it looks good on some people and it doesn't look good on others. Like, I love Kitty's design here because it's more or less just her 616 costume. I was going to say, I mean, it's her. It's, yeah, I was going to say, it's them like Marvel girling her. Yeah. Yeah. But she's a kid. And sense. I even think the, the costume on Aurora that we see on the next page doesn't look bad for what they're going for. Uh, yeah, I, was, I yeah. like that second design. This is like the second yeah. Aurora design. I like it but a I lot just, more than the first one. I've never jived with this. It just doesn't really? it, it doesn't look right <laughs> to me. And when I they, love this Wolverine costume. I think they cool. switched over to it in X-Men Evolution. I was so yeah. mad because I love that orange and black costume. I didn't uh, like that orange and black costume, but I, I love this. I, I don't know. I, it, I I like the Ultimate X-Men costumes, uh, mainly because they all look like they are on one team. And if fair. you know about me, I love when a team looks like they are all on a team together and you can tell from their mm-hmm. costumes. It's true. Uh, but they, each of them have like a different kind of accenting thing. Yeah, um, right. I like that it kind of looks tactical. I like the giant. I, I honestly like the giant X on the chest. I think yeah. it's sick. Like, I, I, I think, think it can be used really well. I and think it's really cool. <laughs> Malcolm also got us each matching tracksuits to make sure that people know that we're on yeah. the team. So that's, yeah. that's how far this whole thing goes with him. Yeah, I, I, I love when people know that you are on a team together just from looking. Look at the Avengers. Yeah. No one would know who is an Avenger or not. But the Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four? You can yeah. absolutely tell. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Totally That's agree. why they're the best. I think it's the for me, it's the it's the hair, uh, Eric. Like, I, like I don't hair. I don't love it. I, I, I wish, don't love it. I wish he had the little the the you know the ear cur- the curls, the, the two points, the wisps well, of two real. points at the end. I know. <laughs> I like what do you I mean it's think, not real? They managed to do it with Hugh Jackman. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's not real. <laughs> <laughs> I, so hold on, like wait a se- no, wait a second. Hair wisps is where you draw the line in this world yeah. of superheroes, gods, and mutants. Yeah, hair wisps. Yeah, hair wisps. Yeah, yeah fair enough. So, what are they challenging? Kitty escapes from uh, Not Wolverine, runs into Not Storm, phases through the floor and into uh, the underground. Underground I love the bit with Not Storm where she's like Aurora and Not Storm is like Aurora. What is Aurora? Is that like a word? Like whatever. <laughs> and like, <laughs> with lightning gun. Like <laughs> so cool. Um, Kitty tries to uh, get the word out, get a signal out, but she accidentally phases through the communications 
and uh, short circuits them. So all that she can do is send the Blackbird back to the previous location it was at before she is apprehended. Meanwhile, we cut back to the Parker residence where... <laughs> to, to mommy. <laughs> <laughs> where Aunt May is getting ready for a hot date. Mm -hmm. I, I forgot. Malcolm has a thing for Aunt May, apparently. She's hot! <laughs> She's hot! <laughs> It's not so just not having things that she's hot now. I, I just I, I feel aunt? like Malcolm's been really, really uh, quiet about it, and I don't think that he's been very clear about his uh, his. About her being hot, look at her. <laughs> <laughs> look at her. She looks like she makes a mean gabagool. I love bam, her. Bam, shabba -labba -doo. Shabba -labba -doo. <laughs> <laughs> She is the definition of wham bam shabba -labba -doo. Absolutely. She she even got like black like that's, lipstick on. That's the uh, that's the T-shirt. It's just this Aunt May, specifically specifically her looking over her shoulder in that panel with the wham bam shabalabadu. That's <laughs> Malcolm's speechless here. So <laughs> yeah, she's basically getting ready for a date, and she's got like Jacob said the black lipstick. She's got her uh, little black dress. She mm -hmm. is heading out. Mm -hmm. And just at that moment, Blackbird shows up. Pete jumps in there, Spider-Man costume and all, and it immediately <clears throat> shuts the door and flies off. Um, Spider-Man shows up at Xavier's, finds Kitty waiting for him, but it's not Kitty, it's Deadpool. We are introduced to Ultimate Deadpool and the Reavers. All right. Let's talk looks. <laughs> you know let's what? Start with, let's start with the Reavers. 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 Reavers is white noise to me. Like Reavers, all the I'm Reavers right look the same. I'm yeah. right there with you. I kind of like that they just keep getting more monstrous looking. The more that yeah. you look at them, like I my think that's favorite cool. thing about the Reavers is like they're those. They're like those old school Metabots toys. Where yep. you could get like six of them the and then just take off their arms and like yeah. switch them around and you wouldn't yeah. know that they're the same people. That is that's exactly. what the Reavers are. Yeah. The Reavers are metabots. And these so like, anytime I see them, like, yeah. even though now that I'm looking at it, the one on the right does look offensively like a Reanimen. Yes, I was gonna yeah. say really strange. These all reminded me of Reanimen if they were just done different different you know like i mean that's that's basically what they are yeah just, that's true you're not wrong they're just usually alive first yeah, yeah. um yeah let's talk about deadpool's look how do we feel about it i like, I like it this. actually yeah i i, I, like I, this look I said last week this is my favorite version of deadpool i like this look of deadpool this and is... i think the look is tight yeah it's, yeah. it's a buccaneer opposite. boots and buccaneer gloves and i think that's sick yeah i like, i really dig this mask and I, and I remember, I remember this Deadpool from uh, Shattered Dimensions. Yeah, where mm -hmm. the entire Ultimate Spider-Man stuff is on, essentially this barge, and Deadpool is doing his best uh, American Ninja Warrior impression. Yep. But yeah. it still looks. Which great. makes which doesn't it make more sense after reading this volume? Absolutely, it does. Isn't that kind of great? It's yeah. really cool. It's really cool. We still need a Shattered Dimensions too. Yes. Oh, uh, we got Shadows Dimensions too. Wasn't it called Edge of Time? No, we didn't. No, we didn't. <laughs> that was a spinoff game for the least interesting character in that first game. 
And two, two, tell me I'm wrong. Two Spider-Man. Tell me I'm wrong. Two least Spider-Man. Look me in the eye and tell me the main Spider-Man from Shattered Dimensions was the most interesting Spider-Man in that game. I'm not saying he's the most, but I don't think he was... No, I guess he was the least. Thank I you. I guess, <laughs> I, guess, I, guess, I guess it is the two least because it would be him and Miguel were the two least. Interesting. Yeah, man. even though Noir was love... the Batman stuff and then Ultimate Spider-Man was the cool I get to be Rage Venom. So. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, so I guess you're right. So great. So chapter 92, which has the most misleading cover I've ever seen. Uh, starts it almost up... happens. Almost. Does it? It almost happens. Almost. Uh, Spidey wakes up and he is on this cargo ship with the other, with all the members of the X-Men. And we see that they are basically chained up there and they're about to be dropped down. uh, Full on Fortnite style. Dropped into the middle of this island. (laughs) Which again, makes sense because it's Deadpool. Mm -hmm. And after a little bit of like, hey, you know, we're going to kick them all off the helicopter and we're going to hunt them for sport. He kicks Spidey out of the helicopter towards this island. And I love it. I love Spidey just hurtling towards the ground. His uh, his hands are bound behind his back and he's able to use his web shooters to still get him to safety. I love him popping up in the air like he makes the he makes the trampoline bounces up in the air loses a shoe and he sees all the other X-Men falling down and you see Cyclops using his like slow down his yeah and I'm like oh my boy my boy (laughs) my man my son right there that is that is Scott's son hell yeah that's so tight (laughs) so all of the X-Men are down onto this island and Spider-Man is immediately attacked by one of the Reavers, who I'll call Kronk here. Uh, <laughs> basically, this guy is trying to overpower Spidey. Uh, he isn't very successful. Spider-Man is able to web him up. And as he escapes, he runs smack bang into our good friend, Piotr. Yep. Peter Rasputin is Big here. giant Russian metal man. Yes. And you know <laughs> what? I do like this look on Colossus. I do like I, the ultimate look on Colossus. I love it. I mm. really like Ultimate Colossus. I feel bad He's because great. I don't think they get enough attention on him uh, and his differences between Ultimate Colossus and 616 Colossus. Because they really yeah. only focus on one big difference for one storyline. And yes. after that storyline, they're like, we've told all we need to tell about him. Yes, which is kind of a total bummer. It is. I think there's a lot more that you could do. I mean, you could do more with that. With that, I I, I hate to call it a plot point, but for the service of the book, it is just a plot point. It is. Um, that That's how it's used in the narrative. That's how it's used, is that it's just a plot point. But you could do more with that and make it a character trait as opposed to a plot point. Absolutely. Right? And they don't, and that's a real bummer. So. Absolutely. I realize we're being very vague about this. Listener, can, um, can you? Yeah, I was going to yeah, say, if, could if you guys explain if, this for If you're me? unaware, um, in the Ultimate Comics, Colossus comes out as gay. And oh. he, it is a big plot point between him and Nightcrawler 
because mm-hmm. they're like best friends. However, because of Nightcrawler's Catholic beliefs, it causes friction, yeah. and it's a it's a really interesting story. It's really the arc really where it's the two of them like because P- Peter is like so desperate for his friend to see him as who he is, yeah, and not just like the prejudices that he already has, and it's such a cool really really good story and then after that story concludes it's never That's brought it. up again. it's just never touched on again i think there might be a mention real quick of like oh right colossus that dude's pretty hot and that's it yeah. like oh it's, it's like robot. that okay. yeah it's it's but, it's unfortunate but like the story is really interesting in general yeah. like, i mean because you know they get into the the aspect of oh right but they're both mutants so they're both used to being prosecuted plus Kurt looks like a devil man. Yeah. And yet he's going to serve judgment on the fact that Colossus's sexual preference is men. Yes. Like, and so it's an interesting, like, dichotomy and argument there of, you know, frustration on Colossus. And, and it's a really on- interesting, it's yeah. a really interesting um, uh, turn on the idea of, you know, interpersonal bias and prejudice in yeah. uh, prejudice groups. Yeah. Because there's, all kinds of that. There is yes. still all like kinds it's a of really that. good story point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's really they just well don't done. do anything with it afterwards. Yeah. So they never like they never like bring up the idea of like maybe having a boyfriend for him or nope. like, I think they do friend. really quickly with North Star. Okay. Oh, oh do you okay. okay. North Star? I I wanna say it's North Star. It's 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 Somebody. like really quickly that they do. And then it's just, again, ignored really fast. That's too bad. But so, yeah. Yeah. It's a really interesting idea. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's so just Russian dude. This is, this is, well, this is also, during, this was definitely during a time, you know, where like, you know, the, the, the idea of being gay is like, was like your personality rather than just be you right. know, um, just uh, who you are and just move on with it. It, it right. had to be a gimmick. Basically. Yeah, it, exactly. It was more right. of a plot point. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's definitely very. Which is how it's treated in the Ultimate X Men book, which is really yeah. unfortunate. Which is a real bummer. That's just and the early two thousands. So yeah, that's and, and, and it's great that we've mostly moved past that. Yeah, yeah. mostly. There, there's still, there. you know, there, there's, there's still, still a lot of instances of it, but yeah. it's less and less. Absolutely. Small victories. Representation today, as compared to that period of time. Yeah. I think it's it's, much it's better. better it's better than in Grant Morrison's X Men run when Beast gets turned down yeah. by the reporter and then says, "Well, it's fine. I wasn't into you anyway because uh, I'm gay." <laughs> Question mark. Spends <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the run trying to convince people. Right. Also, I'm gay. Question <laughs> <Well, laughs> mark. So yeah. it's better than that. You know, it's yeah. literally just a plot point. Yeah. New X Men is great. But there are definitely great, some things sucked. that have not not <laughs> aged well. And I'm sure that if Grant revisited their work now, they'd realize it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that probably wasn't the best choice. Yeah. It's a little so, sticky. That's <laughs> awesome. That's so Peter and Colossus team up for a little bit. Um Peter is still convinced that Kitty actually attacked him because he doesn't he doesn't really understand what happened. I love that the two of them are just like Okay, I don't, I don't know where we are. We got to figure out what's going on. And then suddenly you just get this, just Cyclops' blasts going through. It's like, oh, okay, it's probably Scott. And they Who's run, <laughs> they run through the bushes, and Scott is one v four against these. Reavers. I mean, He's doing yeah. damage. He's already Listen, taken one out. He takes another one out as they're entering in. It's pretty tight. 
all with his hands bound. He's all with his bound. hands bound still. It's pretty tight. It's really Cyclops good. fucking rules. And it's funny because I actually have a lot of problems with Ultimate Cyclops. Like, That's totally I think Ultimate fair. Cyclops is they specifically make him kind of the worst. He's like yeah. movie Cyclops. Yeah, he's like they, they he's really bad. made him like movie mm-hmm. Cyclops, or he's That's just funny. a wet noodle and also like the <laughs> lamest guy. <laughs> and uh, then but this him. is the coolest treatment of him like this is yeah. badass this is <laughs> so cool yeah. the, the best views of ultimate cyclops are through the eyes of other main characters yes absolutely it's in other books because they awesome in other he's books. treated <laughs> with respect somehow in every yeah. book except the one he's actually starring because he's not being cucked by wolverine <laughs> Ultimate comics, Ultimate X-Men. Ultimate X-Men were uh, quite, quite a comic it was. Yeah. So, uh, Spidey and Colossus help him uh, the best take out the last two, which, I mean, he didn't really need the help, but yeah, he's fine. He's fine. He, he wants them to feel involved. Yeah. And so the two of the, I, I love that moment where uh, Colossus is like, do you hear that squeal? It's Spider-Man's like, it's either my gentle sobbing or... <laughs> and then this giant reaver comes out who has like a snake tail. It's like Bonebreaker. Oh! Yeah, the one that's God. usually his bottom he's half usually is like a, tank. a tank. Yeah. He's now a horrifying he's, Medusa man. Yeah, he's instead of being like a centaur, but with Nesca. a tank, he's a he's centaur a, with a snake. He's a Yanti. For yeah. our D and D fans, oh, yeah. that was good. Yeah. That's, a yeah. a ma- maga, I think it is. It's a oh wow, a make America <laughs> great again. Oh yeah, my god, yeah. no, whoa, this really no. is the ultimate comics. Jesus, naga. whoa, naga, naga, whoa. <laughs> n n not m. <laughs> naga. Naga. Can I make a? I can I make a really unfortunate joke? I yes, just do it. Jacob, he's not a young Asian woman. Like, how could he? I don't understand. (laughs) Listeners, I am going to, because of our deep friendship and respect for one another, as an Asian American man, I'm going to let this one slide for Malcolm once. That is the worst. God, I. Everyone gets one. Everyone gets one. This is Malcolm's one. God. Hold me to this, listeners, because my memory is shoddy sometimes. God. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Bowbreaker tries to take out our trio of just what a crew. Like, if you're building... If any of you listening played those Ultimate Alliance games... Yep. Yeah. At yep. one point or another, yep. this was your team. This is an Ultimate Alliance book. This is an Ultimate <laughs> Alliance book. This issue is Ultimate and Alliance. I love the sure. shit out of it. It feels yeah. like a level in Ultimate Alliance, which is this, pretty cool. At one point, playing through the uh, the new Ultimate Alliance, Ultimate Alliance 3, the Black Order, now on the Switch, uh, nice. this was my team for a level. And nice. they did damage. They yeah. did great damage. Cyclops yeah, is speed, an underappreciated, you strength. underappreciated character in that game. Mm-hmm. It's because so, Cyclops is an underappreciated character. Welcome to the Cyclops yeah. fan club. Yeah. The where podcast within a podcast. Where we he spend... is the best X-Men character. This is the podcast within a podcast where yeah. we derail the main podcast to spend the rest of the podcast talking about why Scott Summers rules. Scott Summers is the best yeah. X-Men character. He really is. He just is. 
Uh, Jacob has walked away from his mic. He's going to be back in a little bit. So, <laughs> so is this the time to talk about Fast X? Yes, Fast X. Where Good we God, Don no. Toretto accepted to <laughs> Xavier X, School yeah. for Gifted Youngsters. Yeah, Fast X, written by Jonathan Hickman. Yeah. Oh yes, Fast of X, Furious of Ten. I cannot wait. Do you think that's what they're going to do? That's you what guys, they have to do. Do you think do. that's what they're going to do? Because 10 and 11 are supposed to be tied together. Do you think they're actually just going to name 11 Furious X? That's what they're going to so do. Tight. And we're going to get Han X. That's how I, he's alive again. That's I the reveal. Thought. That's the reveal. Han is Moira X. I'm so sweaty right now. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I never thought I would like the X-Men even more or less. <laughs> than what you're talking about right now <laughs> more so listen the x-men are a family we're They're like an, about to have that family uh, grow a little bit bigger. Uh, <laughs> that family's about to get a little bit bigger <laughs> if you make vin diesel professor x i think i would kind of accept that i mean he'd have Yo. to be no, yes. no, straight up Vin Diesel as Charles it's, Xavier it's would Charles be Xavier. incredible. Because that makes really sense cool. to me. Because then be amazing. You know, he would be like physically threatening. By the way, my mom <laughs> is off mic right here to the side and listening to our conversation and she's cracking the fuck up. Hi, just, mom. Hi, Jacob's mom. Can you just imagine <laughs> this jacked up Vin she's, Diesel sitting she, in this wheelchair? She said she... <laughs> She said she can hear his voice all jacked up and everything like doing this. <laughs> That'd be so awesome. My name is Charles Xavier. <laughs> I came to put you in the crew. The Blackbird is just a big old souped up muscle car. That'd be awesome. Oh no, the, yeah, they just don't have they don't have a plane, they just have a car. <laughs> <laughs> we have come full circle. Welcome. That'd be sick. This is I'm this so is amazing. Mad. I need house. I need house Fast of, of X and Powers and of Ten and Furious oh, of Ten. God. That's it's going to be incredible. It's it's going to be amazing. I'm really excited for uh, for The Rock to come back as Apocalypse. Oh my it's god! Be great. Yes, that'd yes. be awesome. Actually, that'd be awesome. <sighs> and then wait, we can, why am I feeding into this monster? We and are. Then we can, <laughs> And then we can lead into Fast 12, which is, of course, the 12. Shut up. <laughs> don't, don't do this. Don't do this. I was going to say Tokyo Drift of Swords, but okay, whatever. Okay, okay. <laughs> so the Naga is attacking our heroes. When that's all of a that's how... All... That's how bad this was. Kilter we went. Jacob went into the plot summary. So he's struck by light by this. We don't know where it is, and they all look up. Oh yeah, this is when everyone finds out what happens when uh when uh when when, uh, gets struck by lightning with a snake body, a centaur, but it's a snake gets struck by lightning. What happens, Malcolm? Yeah. Same thing as everything else. (laughs) <laughs> thank you and this is the end so thank you for tuning in with us <laughs> we're done here oh oh my god that was okay so beautiful that was uh oh man okay so anyway this is ultimate storm's hot phase this is when she's like super this is supposed to be like quote goth storm 
yeah maybe maybe it's maybe it's the x-men evolution rogue slash black canary fan of a young eric azana but this is the best costume that ultimate storm has yes absolutely it's awesome it rips super rips it super rips short haircut and everything it rips oh yeah it honks for sure yeah so they are beset upon by attack helicopters which is always a fun time um they're they managed to take one out and then kitty pride just comes walking through the fire (laughs) um she's unhurt thank god the two of them wait that's it oh no that's her intro she's the girl who walks through fire (laughs) (laughs) the woman who phases okay all right okay okay we're gonna we're gonna roll this back that's it. I, I I need. Do we go with the Alicia Keys? This girl's on fire or not? I'll I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out in the editing. That's too tied to. I'll I'll figure this out in editing. You could also but, do the doors. Come on, baby, light my fire. Oh, that's not bad. Ooh. Um, especially since the doors works very well with Claremont era. So. Yeah. Rewinding this back. So the attack helicopters crash into the forest, and who? walks out of the flames the girl who walks through fire kitty pride kitty pride you know it it feels it it feels weird saying it for the first time but i'm hoping that in time we will just like a shoe you gotta break it in you you gotta break it in you gotta break (laughs) it in and i am very hopeful that we will continue to break this in even though I have some questions by the end of this volume. So as we, uh, as the X-Men are reunited, mostly Nightcrawler just appears. He's just, Hey, <laughs> I am also here. Bamf and then into it existence right there. Yeah. Bamfing it in. And then we find uh, rogue and angel with an unconscious gene gray showing up as well. This is a terrible rogue costume. I'm sorry. It's a bad it's rogue a costume. Bad yeah. rogue costume. It's a bad rogue costume. Yes. Um I, do... I gotta be honest, I completely forgot that she was in that image. Yeah, same. I, I completely forgot because Ultimate Angel is awesome looking. Yeah, because it looks great. Super plain. There's yeah. no tactical stuff to it. It's just it's just a, a big old X. Of, yeah. That's it. That's all that's all it is. I love so, it. <laughs> so everybody's reunited. They're like, okay, we need to figure out what's going on. And then they realize, oh, wait a second. We're on Krakoa. Listeners, if you recently only got into X-Men comics through uh, Fast of X and Furious of 10, yeah. you may not know that once upon a time, Krakoa was a man-eating island. Yes. That is not the case in the Ultimate Universe. Not the case in the Ultimate Universe, which is unfortunate because I think it would bring a new dimension to the Spider (laughs) Game style. Uh, They would definitely be reanimate, basically. Absolutely. (laughs) But I think it would be very interesting the Reavers versus the X Men and Spider Man versus the, the island literally trying to eat them. It would make for good TV. Make for good TV. Yeah, and yeah. we would finally get Ultimate Vulcan, which I think is something that everybody's been asking oh, for. I so um, I will not be silenced. Gabriel Vulcan Summers is, is a good character. Yeah. Hell yeah. 
this is why we're friends, dude. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is, is why right we're friends. The Summers Brothers. Like. We have we have the right takes. We have the um, correct takes. So for a little bit of background here, please uh, on Ultimate Krakoa, there's we're gonna go back a few episodes actually because a few episodes ago I read out the letters page uh, and like the the uh, coming soon and the Ultimate Universe stuff. Yeah. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. Uh, and it was yes. a mention. Of, oh, Brian K. Vaughn is coming in to tell a story. Yes. That'll lead into Brian Singer's Ultimate X Men story, uh -huh. which never happened. Um, Thankfully. So, uh, Brian K. Vaughn did an Ultimate X Men story. The one, right? The one that was coming out at that time when I read that letter uh, was about the island of Krakoa and Mojo. And how yes. they would kidnap mm -hmm. mutants and they would hunt them for sport on television. And how that was what that is. So that just happened a couple months ago for like these characters or like a few cool. weeks ago. Because they, they got caught up in that and they got in a lot of trouble with it with the professor. Like he, they weren't supposed to go. He warned them against going. Uh, and they went and got caught up in it. And it was a whole big mess. It's the introduction of Ultimate Longshot. Um, because Ultimate Longshot is like the main star of the television show. He's kind of like their of course. hunter. Um, so yeah, it's it's a whole thing. But yeah, that is that is the story here. So that's why they're all familiar with what Kakoa is, because they basically just got back like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> and they are understandably a little freaked out that they're back yeah. here. <laughs> that we're, we're back. like because <laughs> like most teenagers in the mid two thousands, wait a second, there are consequences for our actions. What the hell right. is this? Exactly. <laughs> So Deadpool rolls up with his Reaver army, and we jump into chapter 93, where we are introduced to August Augustus Beezer. Augustus what a name. Beezer. The bees, yeah. baby. The bees. The bees is... Oh, God, our... not the bees! Oh, not the bees! <laughs> My eyes! Oh. By the way, the Ryan Seacrest is definitely playing this character. Oh, for sure. <laughs> uh, this is a Ryan Seacrest type. This, this yeah, absolutely. Right. This, this is right. so like all I see is Ryan Seacrest. Um, <laughs> this is Ryan Seacrest like mixed with the uh, Stanley Tucci character from Hunger Games. Oh my yeah. god, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And so <laughs> th there is something what? at least on the um, on the digital app on reading this on comiXology that was very difficult for me for the next rest of this issue yep you gotta go panel view for this you one. gotta go yeah. panel view because every single page except for the final page is a double page spread with multiple small boxes Yes. And this really uh -huh. hampered my reading experience for this. This one was made for, I mean, this is 2006, 2007, really made for a physical age. Absolutely made for physical <laughs> which yeah. is why listeners don't stop buying physical copies. Continue to fund your LCS. Thank you. Um, the, uh, the, the first page here uh, introducing the beads uh, actually has panels from that ultimate x-men oh cool is uh, that those, those angel pinned up dark yes archangel style yes and yet yes. he's still angel yes so that was just done for shock value yeah pretty much all right cool moving on it's an ultimate x-men comic it's an ultimate oh comic. you're right you're right we just I mean, spent that whole time talking about ultimate x-men i mean down there you see nightcrawler's getting stabbed in the chest you know i mean it's like he yeah. does it's happened once or twice yeah 
So anyway, yeah, that's that's what this is. Basically, yeah. we're getting full all-out war between uh, between literally everybody. Cross-cut with confessionals, which is really fun. Yeah, very reality TV. Um, uh, can I just say real? Yeah, can I just really, really say this real quick? This is when uh, it was this issue with the with the the confessionals with with Deadpool that I that I started not liking this Deadpool. Same. This is, is it because I'm... it's a little too real? It's a little mm. too, he's too real. Serious. He's a little too serious, uh, is what I thought. It wasn't even oh, real. See, I like that I he's serious. serious. I think it's interesting reading this in a current context. Oh, yeah. This, yeah. this volume is America two years ago. Yeah. I mean, I'd argue it's America now, but it was really America two years ago. I mean, a red hat would match him really well with his costume. Mm. Yeah, he is very much wearing a Blue Lives Matter shirt right now. Yeah. <laughs> like this, this guy, this guy, strangely enough, is anti-mask. Like, yeah. <laughs> oddly, enough, oddly enough, oddly enough, oddly enough. But yeah, it's just, I, I love the design. I like the idea that he's in charge of this band of Reavers and it kind of harkens back to his original appearances. Yeah. Um, I believe in X-Force. Yeah. yeah. Where he's a little bit more serious and he hasn't like, yeah. he hasn't broken his brain to see through the fourth wall yet. Yeah. But, and he's also just an asshole. That's why I like yeah. that he's, he's... Yeah. He yeah, sucks. He I like that this boy is straight up a villain. He he's not the guy here. who's gonna hang out with Wolverine and yeah. you know be best friends with Cap and Wolverine. Like he he sucks. He Absolutely. just sucks. And I like yeah. that. I don't want to like Deadpool. <laughs> he basically wanted to be Deathstroke. I get it. I understand. So, yeah, yeah, this guy is actually, racist Deathstroke. Oh my god, yes. yes. This, this is Deathstroke. This is MAGA yeah. Deathstroke. Is, yeah. Yeah. Yes, it's it's absolutely MAGA Deathstroke. Yeah. So God, what a time. Um so weird. Yeah. So at one point we get a very Hunger Games scene where the the cameras on the island like zoom in to Peter and uh, Kitty's private conversation. <laughs> at a certain point he just goes, "Wait, is that a camera?" And then there's this big explosion <laughs> behind them. I I love stuff like that. Yeah, it's really cool. But basically they are still tussling. Everybody is all over the place. I'm not gonna give you the you know play by play. Um, but at a certain point, Spider-Man, thanks to the intervention of Storm, as well as the X-Men just getting shit done, is able to disable <laughs> most of the Reavers, and Spidey unmasks Deadpool. And guess who Deadpool is? Charles Xavier! It's Vin Diesel! Yes! <laughs> Children, run! <laughs> Please, I beg you, run! <laughs> you thought you were gonna bring a mutant to a car fight? <laughs> You're damn right. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> I I love that. That's how they end that issue, though. Yeah. Of like, wait, what is this? And then the guy would be like, "We'll be right back after these messages." <laughs> like a legit <laughs> TV cliffhanger. It's so a cool. pretty good. Uh, we should expressly say that the show is only airing in European nations now. Um, 
Huh, oh, weird. Purely huh. because huh, uh, weird. America mm-hmm. won't. And like they, like Deadpool mentions that a little bit in his like his confessional. He's like, after after taking down the X-Men, like hopefully America and Canada like wake up and realize like this needs to be playing. Like this is, this is real life. Like this is huh, weird. You want to be a rock superstar and live large, <laughs> big house, and back cars, rent charge. You know, like he's, he's Fred Durst in the worst way. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what? Ultimate Deadpool voiced by Fred Durst. Ultimate Deadpool totally listens to chocolate covered yeah. starfish. Oh, the- he's absolutely <laughs> running up. Like you, you right hear now. the opening of my way as they're running up. Oh yeah. <laughs> this time I'm gonna let it all come. Like that's cut my <laughs> life into pieces. That's Papa oh, Roach. He's, he's, <laughs> he he likes Papa Roach too though. Yeah, no, it's you're not wrong. You're not wrong. He likes all that. People equal shit. Everybody (laughs) equal shit. So uh, Charles is basically like, look, like I told you not to get not to come here. You got to get out of here. They're monsters. And Spidey's like, huh? And he just punches Charles. And I love it because I, too, was like, whoa, what the fuck? And then, of course, He's a shapeshifter. We've established this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Starts firing on everybody. I love uh, him saying Lucy with the football. Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite bit in the whole book. Just Lucy that, with the football. <laughs> That's as close as he gets to 616 Deadpool. Yes. Yes. And I lo- I don't know why I love the image of it so much, but I really love this panel where Kitty looks visibly upset, but is just letting the lasers go through her. Yeah. I just think it, her power can is so cool to see. It's a really cool visual. It. Yeah. I, I love the thing that Bagley does very specifically. Uh, you see it better when they're fighting like the ringer, but when stuff is going through her, there's a little bit of an outline of light. Kind of like she's like a hologram. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. And it's going through a hologram. There's like yeah. little like outlets of lights just around whatever's phasing through her. And I think that's mm-hmm. so cool. Somebody who also does a great job illustrating that, John Cassidy. John Cassidy uh, yeah. rocks a drawing. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorite artists, if not maybe my favorite. I, I we don't have time to talk about that right now. One of my favorites. But the way that he draws Kitty's powers, so cool. There are two people that John Cassidy draws really, really well. It's Captain America and Kitty Pryde. And, and Zorro. And who? And Zorro. Zorro? He, Zorro? Drew he, he, drew... he, he did draw those. Was it just the covers? No, he drew the covers and he did uh, a couple. Of, uh, he did he a did couple. Lone Stranger. He did, yeah. He did, yeah, he did it with a couple with the dynamite. Uh, uh, nice. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because his Lone Ranger also slaps. Yes. Yeah. He draws a good ass Lone Ranger. But I he draws love a great Cyclops too. Yeah. He draws a great Cyclops too. He, does, he, he gets the visor right. He absolutely does. He gets the visor to mask proportion correctly, which is so important. Yes. Yes. Hey, Eric. Hey. You're preaching to the choir. We get it. We get it. We get it. So I don't get it. I don't get it. So we so cut back to the bees who Mojo. introduces us to ultimate Mojo. Oh, is man. Both not at all. And yet exactly how I pictured an ultimate Mojo would look. Agreed. I love that. Instead of the tentacles, you know, the guy totally wears Birkenstocks on his day off. Absolutely. Like he, <laughs> he does. Absolutely. Just likes to let the toesies be free. Like, yes. and he also probably sounds a lot like Oz from the Batman. Yes. <laughs> 100%. 
he's he's the guy who rents out a bodega at coachella but doesn't attend but doesn't attend but he wants people like he, he has people to like, know that reserved he's... for mojo sign yeah. on there yes so yes. people see the name so that he gets buzz going but he's, uh, every time but he's but uh He's Robert. He's, he's Robert Murdoch, though. He's definitely kind of match with this guy. That's that's kind of what I default. This no, this guy, guy has a really sick SoundCloud that he wants to drop on. You Absolutely, <laughs> he has four of them. He has yeah. four of them. Let me tell Along you, with five some... clients who are just about to blow up. He's got some links. Yeah, he's got so some links. He's basically forcing a naked Professor X to Clockwork Orange the destruction of his X Men. I mean, it's the Mojo thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely with the claws is. and the eyes like it, yeah. it's classic mojo right. so yeah, you put him in the mojo look instead which is cool it's very cool so the x-men uh try to re regroup as do the uh the reavers i <laughs> so listeners i've talked about how i uh how i listen to music while i'm reading comics and whatever for whatever reason i had my music on shuffle while i was listening to this and reading through this uh this page where bees is like hey like they're gonna be coming on the uh the studio soon we need you to get them away and deadpool is like okay we got a shot and we see spider-man in the crosshairs and spidey's just halfway through like doing one of his quips talking about emmys and just picture this right i've got a really like nice I think I think it was one of the tracks off the Metal, Metal Gear Solid score going for this. And then right as I get to the panel where uh, Spidey gets shot through the just shot through the back, you just hear who can say where <laughs> I have very seldomly does a perfect musical cue happen like that. But it was incredible listen that's not what i thought you were gonna say i yeah. thought you were gonna say like mm, what you say <laughs> you that would have been incredible too but yeah it was just it's like and everyone's like <gasps> yeah well, that's a hundred percent what it is that's a hundred percent what this next page it's the same is exact vibe yeah yeah oh, but it's man. just it's just like if this is a tv show going out live to half the world do you think we could be up for an emmy because i think Ooh, what you say? <laughs> like i i love it it's so good and kitty's pissed she run again running through the laser fire just absolutely just one v all takes out the entire reaper gang by herself before the rest of them show up they engage the x-men again everybody is back to a ballroom blitz when Someone gets a real good hit. Someone gets a real good laser blast on Deadpool. And Kitty is ready to absolutely wallop this man. Angel scoops him up into the sky, drops him down to the ground. Spidey, getting back up, wallops him one, pulls off his mask, and we see gross Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah. This is terrifying. It's yeah. scary. It's uncomfortable it's a really good to look horror at. Reveal. Yeah, and it makes sense why he uses that hologram projector. Mm -hmm. So this is the question I wanted to ask uh, when this happened. Is like so he when he's when he's monologuing and everything like that. He's talking about all uh, how like the Reavers all like gave up something to to amplify yeah. themselves mechanically to go after the X Men and the mutants in general, and. 
did he just give up his skin? Is that what this is? Pretty much. Well, he... I no, because he ha you see with like cuts on his uniform, he has skin. I think it's just on his head. Yeah, it's mostly okay. on his head. Um, I thought that like there was something. I I thought that burn mark underneath that. I know it burns. I, I know you could see his skin, but I didn't think that was his skin. I thought he was wearing some sort of like leather thing underneath his uh, suit yeah. to protect him from like you know not having having skin. I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? I thought he had no skin throughout the entire of his body, and it and just this head part was just exposed. I think it's and, just his head. I think you're right. It's very red skull in that way. Yeah. yeah. It's um, red skull in like a in like a plastic container kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's red around. skull with a chameleon. Yeah. It, yes. So when I first read this, I thought that they were just going to merge and make him the chameleon. That would have been dope as fuck. That I was like, oh cool, Deadpool is the chameleon. And I think that would have been a pretty good idea. That would have been I really like sick. that idea a lot. Yeah. Me too. So Everyone is completely uncomfortable by this Deadpool face reveal. And Kitty at one point phases through him, which I guess we do see in this panel where she phases through him that he does have other like mechanical bits in yeah. his skin. But he gets short-circuited and he just explodes. I love that right before he explodes, we get a pit like we get a face a panel of like his face kind of like blowing up a little bit. And then a panel of Kitty grabbing Peter's arm. Yeah. And then there's really the explosion. Cool. Everyone's like, oh God, Kitty. And then, you know, on the next page, we see that they're fine because she faced him again. Like, I I love the quick thinking of Kitty Pride. Yeah. Like, she's She is very in control of her powers. And I love that. One of the best X-Men. The only thing that sure. she's confident in is her powers because she is very not confident otherwise, yeah, which I also really love and appreciate. I love and appreciate like, that about her. That makes her so I, dynamic and relatable. Like, and very you know, real. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it. I love that she's constantly questioning like, oh God, he's got to break up with me. Like, for <laughs> sure. Five minutes. Like, you, you know, for me, right after that is what gets me because of just um, the the re leftover Reavers yes. see that and they're just like, let's do let's it do for, for Wadey! And just... And Cyclops fires a blast Absolutely. across the bow. This Ugh. is when Cyclops actually became definitively cool for me for the first time. Yeah, he's right. fucking hot, dude. I mean, look, that's Daddy Cyclops. <laughs> like, he's got that, a titty out. It's hot. <laughs> like he is on a he like looks like the the cover of like the old school Star Wars uh, poster. Yes. If he just had, if he just had like Gene hauled up on the side of his leg and him holding up his beam. Yeah, like, this is like pulp hero Cyclops. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, cool. is, this is uh, uh, Army of Darkness poster. Yes, Bruce Campbell. Oh, Bruce Campbell. That's oh a my good God. idea for a Cyclops. It's like a, it's like a pulp as... kind of style. Dude, we we need to redo that cover with Cyclops right now. Yes. Shit. I'm gonna start working on that after this. Please. But Shit. anyway, um, yeah, That's I great. it's it's so cool. It's so cool. We see the X Men bust into the studio. Everybody is just they're they're doing the violent version of the end of X Two, where they show up in the White House. They're like, hey, yes. Don't fuck with us. That is exactly what it is. It's the violent version of that. <laughs> and I love it. Really, Kitty really turning to it. the camera and be like, hey, kids, if you're watching this at home, watching this televised hate crime, you're the reason your life sucks. Not us. Sit in the dark and think about that. And then he clearly like punched the screen and it's just out. So it's good. So <laughs> Meanwhile, it's back so with uh, back with Mojo, he realizes that uh, 
Xavier's collar that's been dampening his powers is unlatched. Oh, the goose is loose. Uh oh, the goose is loose. <laughs> and uh, we hear a scream. And again, just picture Vin Diesel rolling out of the darkness. I'm into shirtless, it. The, blanket the more I think about lap. it, the more I'm into it. That's kind of serious. It's kind of tight. He rolls out and he's just like, yeah, let's just uh, let's just go. And they're like, oh, we heard a scream. He's like, yeah, let's go. So good. So good. Mr. Barker, <laughs> a rescue. I fear to think of what would have happened to us if you had not been here for the balance of our favor. You're a fine young man. Like that. That'd be tight. Yeah, that'd absolutely. be good. I'm on board. Okay, yeah, I'm into it. Honestly, I'm really into it. Fast of X, Furious of Ten. You know what? Paul Walker would have been a good Cyclops. He would have been a great Cyclops. I think. I think he actually would have been really good. Legitimately, Cyclops. Paul Walker would have been a great Cyclops. Yeah, I think he's a better victim, than Mar- and he would have been a good Angel too, to be honest. Like, because he's very attractive. Th- he's very attractive, but I think especially like when you take into account the Fast and Furious movies, he's too. Yeah, Brian O'Connor is a is a Cyclops. He's too street level. Yeah. Yeah. Brian O'Connor is absolutely a Cyclops. That's why people don't like Brian. And that's why we like Brian. Holy shit. That's why? (laughs) That's literally it. Oh, no. I leave for two seconds just to take a piss, and already we're back on this. So, anyway, they. So, the the plane flies away, and we see that old Wadey Wilson might not be dead after all. I love how that is drawn. That yes. panel of him clutching the mask is so good. Really cool. Uh, and then this game, this this made me love Deadpool all back over again. Yeah. <laughs> I know, because it makes you sense of like, oh, when's he going to pop up again? I, <laughs> I thought he was dead. I really yeah, thought he was I just, thought so too. I thought he was actually dead. So I was just like, oh, well, that was a quite big explosion. So like, I did, oh, he's he's okay and still smoldering. Okay. And then we get this nice little mini scene, this little mini panel, which is my background of the week, uh, where I just, the two of, you know, Peter and Kitty having had the longest day ever are just, you know, finding comfort in each other. I love them as a couple. I just, see, okay, look, this is what I'm talking about. See, the next page, Peter skywalking down too. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. We'll skywalking down together. Yeah. I think she's helping too. I don't. Another. I either don't, that or I think it's like just, a tra- it, the tractor it, beam thing. Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's a tractor beam thing. I think it's yeah. it's yeah. still weird to me. Yeah. But it's very alieny, you know. Yes. You know, it's, it makes it seem like the the, the X Men are more aliens than, than Jacob. Actually. In the Ultimate Universe, everyone's a dang ass freak, dude. Like this is dang ass. <laughs> I, I, That's I, what happens. This I, is freak I, yeah. shit. So they right. touch back down. It's late, and Peter's like, "I have not." been in a great spot with aunt may recently and there's no way i'm going to be able to explain this to her i gotta tell her i'm spider-man and i love that kitty's like i'm gonna go in with you oh yeah i like i dig it i really dig it first time like you know somebody actually taking the initiative and responsibility sharing the responsibility with with peter yes that's exactly and she gets she it. Gets the responsibility. She totally gets it. And she and understands the conversation beautiful. that's about to happen. Because it's very much that same, you know, coming out as a mutant conversation. Yes. Especially it's... with the undertones of, oh, your parent hates who you really are, but doesn't know yes. that it's you. That's yes. 
Cohen also not really, really impressive how they balance the undertones of that. Yeah. It's not, it's not even so much like I'm an X-Men. It's more of like, I might be gay or might be in some sort of different, I might not feel the way that I feel like I. Absolutely. Right. And that exactly. this is, this is amazing. I wish somebody helped me out like this. Like this is. This it's is, really nice and comforting, right? This yeah. is, yeah. This is the most comforting I've ever felt before Peter to like come against like Aunt May for this. Yeah. So they get in the, in the house and lights are all off. Aunt May isn't there. Checks, you know, the bed's still made. Car isn't in the garage. But he sees that uh, the phone has a message. Got an answering machine. And the message says, Peter, it's Aunt May. Pick up. He already went to bed. Okay, if you wake up and get this, don't freak out. I'm uh, I'm not coming home tonight. My date's going well, and well, I'm going to stay here tonight. You're a big boy, so we can discuss this later. Write down this number. And everything was going fine until we get Miles Warren. He's a doctor. Uh-huh. At that very moment, the Kill Bill alarms went off. <laughs> so I can't remember if, uh, if Harry's doctor was actually named Miles Warren or not. He was. Or if I just made yeah. He was, right? He was. Yes, he was. Which That's what I thought. Very uncomfy. Yeah. Okay. Makes me very uncomfy. Okay. I have to be honest. I don't remember if we see this Miles Warren again. I, I never, don't remember. I've never gone emotionally from like flipping a table from from like high-fiving the air going like woo MA got laid woo and then all of a sudden she's like oh I'm flipping this table because <laughs> oh that's yeah. because you know he has a jackal costume in the closet. Yeah. <laughs> He's like how do you feel about role play? I really <laughs> I feel, feel I'm going play? to be the jackal. And you're going to be my co-ed named Gwen Stacy. No reason. You're gonna be you're gonna be a clone. No. You're a clone, you're a clone, you're a clone, you're a clone. You're not the real, you're not the real mate. You're not the real you're one. You're not the real one. You're a clone. Oh, it's, oh, it's fucking weird. Okay. And yeah. I'm he's a dang ass freak, yeah. I don't yeah. but not in like a good cool way. Not in a good cool no. dang ass freak way. Like he's no. a dang ass freak. Like yeah. I don't like this. So I then, feel like this is gonna be like and future wise, I feel like this is going to be like the whole Doc Ock and Aunt May situation. No, and totally like, okay with Doc Ock and Aunt May. Me too. No, I've always been okay with it. No, I meant like me the marriage too. thing. The yes, marriage, totally that. okay with it. With this, with Miles, I feel like this is going to happen. I hope they don't okay get that treatment. Too. I hope <laughs> they don't get the treatment. I don't. I honestly don't remember. I don't We're remember. Find out, I guess. So I guess we'll find out. We'll see. Which brings us to chapter ninety-five, where the volume for me went off a cliff. <laughs> but so Eric, you like noir stuff. This is so noir. Don't you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you, but the minute this happened, I started playing bum 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 bum. And then Ave Maria played. <laughs> <laughs> So Spidey, uh, we, we cut in and it's months ago and Spidey is swinging through the air when he finds that something's in the way of him having a quiet night and he finds that a man is firing his guns upon another man. 
He goes and he webs the guns out of the attacker's hands, and wouldn't you know it, it's our good old buddy Blade. And while Spider-Man may not know this, the reader recognizes that, oh, that means this guy. And Peter turns around to say, hey, are you okay? A vampire goes to attack him before Blade is able to stab him through the chest. Absolutely decimate this thing. Blade then grabs Spider-Man by the throat. He says, kid, my name is Blade. You ever touch me again, you ever look at me again, and I will eat your heart for breakfast. Uh, This scene was an issue of Team Up. Interesting. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I continue... This scene was an issue of Team Up. (laughs) I continue to be somewhat perplexed by Ultimate Team Up. Ultimate Team Up is a really perplexing thing. It's super (laughs) weird because the first few issues are clearly not in continuity, and then and then the rest of it is, and then they kind of make one of the previous issues in continuity later. It's super weird. Yeah, it's very all over the place. Really strange. So, Peter, we cut to today, and unfortunately. The whole goal with uh, Kitty Pride getting a costume to pal around with Spider-Man is now null and void because due to the coverage of the Krakoa Island incident, people now know that Spider-Man and Kitty Pride are a thing. So that plans out the window. Uh, Xavier has basically grounded all of the X-Men to take the heat off them while they, you know, let it die down. I also love that she's like complaining on the phone to Peter and we see Aurora in the same room doing the sad violin thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love that. So good. Uh, Kitty's really upset, understandably, because she can't go anywhere. She's got this new you know, relationship that she's really excited about. She can't do anything. And I love this moment where he's just like, uh, uh, Kitty says, you know, we're a hot item and alone in our rooms. And he's like, actually, I'm at work. And she's like, oh, yeah, you get to leave the house. <laughs> I love their banter. I really, I, I just love their banter. I love yeah. that. They're just such a cute couple. They're so right? good. They're so fucking goddamn cute. They're a hot item. <laughs> and I love, they're a hot item. Yeah. And I, I also love that very much in the vein of like that early, you know, teenage romance. Every single time something bad happens, Kitty's like, do you want to break up with me? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just, it's, it's funny. She it wears a security on her chest. I love it. She it's does. So and that's Kitty Pride's character. And mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why young Malcolm Russell also is very about Kitty Pride. Same here <laughs> young Eric Azada. I said, oh my god, for someone who's almost as insecure as I am. My god, I can't Make believe that. Make that a third Jacob Brown. Right there. <laughs> we got really... the full house. Yeah. Welcome to Three Insecure Guys, a yeah. podcast within a podcast where oh. we're talking about our insecurities and airing it on air. Oh my god, I think everyone hates me. <laughs> and that was... <laughs> and that was... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thumbs up. Three guys who are we are the three insecure to tears. That's who we are. Insta tears. We're moving on. So um Peter is privy to a conversation between uh Jonah and our boy Ben Urich, who Ooh. just seems to get hotter every single time we see him. 
Even when he takes off yeah. his glasses, like, yeah. yeah. And I he, mean, the thing is, he's already dressing like a vampire. Like, yeah. He's dressing like a vampire, and he brings a story about a vampire, and Jonah's like, I'm not running this. Yeah. <laughs> and Ben understandably says, in the world that we live in, you're going to tell me you don't believe in vampires. That vampires are an impossibility. And Robbie even comes up, he's like, just get more evidence. So we get the backstory that this woman who was working at a library was seduced by this man. What is her name? Jennifer, Jennifer Grunwald. Do you guys know who Jennifer Grunwald is? I have no idea. No. Oh, she worked in Marvel for years. She was like a ah. uh, behind the scenes person. Yeah. Jennifer Grunwald is a like real person. That's <laughs> fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Also weird. Uh, every now and then Bendis uses names like that. Yeah. She was working at Marvel at this point. Uh, I don't know if she's actually on the credits page of this issue, but let's see. No, but no. So no. Uh, that said, you know who is, is Richard Eisenhoff, who is coloring this now and gives it a, tie, a totally different vibe. It That's what yeah. it was. Like the colors are very different here. Yes. Richard Eisenhoff has been coloring the covers, mm. which is why oh. the cover art has felt different than the interior yes. art because it's been Ooh. badly still, but it's felt very different. And so now mm. Richard Eisenhoff is now coloring the interiors. Uh, Richard Eisenhoff is also like a long running colorist for uh, Joe Casada. Intr- yeah, and, that, that, uh, that and that's why this book looks like a Joe Casada drama. Looks book. very yeah. Joe Casada, which is really interesting, different and interesting. Yeah. So this woman, after getting seduced by the man in the alley, has been left with two small holes on her neck, a bite mark from a vampire, perhaps. Peter, wearing a booster blue. gold variant of the blue beetle shirt <laughs> or as you could say the early 2000s live action version of charlie brown yes that's <laughs> as well because that's what that shirt looks like to me lucy with the friggin' football <laughs> lucy with the football so peter you know shows up at school and he runs into mj who is sitting on the bench looking at people magazine mm-hmm. and who's on the cover Peter and Kitty. I though it's Spider-Man and Kitty on the cover, obviously. But Mutant Love and Krakoa. Spidey getting it on. Exclusive. Hundred percent a people magazine. I'm gonna disagree. I think that's an us weekly headline and not a people headline. You know what? You're not wrong. People was a little more classy at this time. I, I would I would say maybe also a teen magazine absolutely like a team beat or anything like that for sure but it it smells of us weekly very hard you know so yes and we finally get the conversation that we've been building up to yep the conversation about peter's new relationship and it's difficult it's one of those things that we talked about early on in this run because we see where both of them are coming from Mm -hmm. and we also got that issue which again I now like less because of the stories that have come after it. Mary is still head over heels in love with Peter, but she understands that he needs time. And so when he see, when she sees that he's now dating somebody else, maybe a week after they broke up, it's understandable that she'd be a little bit upset. And like, as the weeks have gone on since then, She's just, it's been bottling up and now she's finally having this conversation with him and she asks him point blank, do you love her? Which I think is both the most important and also most unfair question to ask in this context. Yeah. 
And I mean, Peter's honest. He's like, no, not yet. Like, I don't know. We might. And the two of them just are not on the same page. And there's the question that comes up. Did you know her when we were dating? He's like, well, yeah. And she's like, oh, great. That makes me feel a whole lot better. Uh, yeah, I just, it's, it's tough. It's a tough conversation. It's a very real conversation again, which Bendis does really well in this book. And basically she says, you're not my friend. I hate you forever. Never come back here. I'll never speak to you again. And Peter says, well, you're my best friend. And she's like, whoopee for me and walks away. Just, it's a heartbreaking conversation. It's a heartbreaking scene. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And watch out for vampires. Yeah. <laughs> Love how he sneaks that in at the end. Um, ben Yurick that night shows up to the door of Jennifer Grunewald and finds that she has gone through an underworld makeup. Yeah. She is <laughs> yeah. looking very Elvira, very Kate yeah. Beckinsale. Yes. Yeah. She, she, nice. yeah, it's a, it's a shift. <laughs> and it's a shift is it's what a it shift. is. I wouldn't say it's a glow up, but it's a shift. <laughs> and Ben Yurick is pulled into the apartment and she gives him a big old bite on the neck. Peter back at the daily bugle. Uh, the next day finds that uh, Ben Yurick never came home. Hasn't showed up for work. Nobody knows what's going on. And then he looks at the file and remembers the article that Ben Yurick was trying to publish. That night, Spidey swings up to the apartment of one Jennifer Grunwald and finds a giant ass wolf thrown Ooh. through the. I love this because I have no idea what's going on. Um, this wolf <laughs> is thrown through the window. It's caught by a swarm of bats that then pick up the wolf and throw it back into the window. No, it turned into a. Uh, no, it, yeah, it turned it into a bunch. Did it? Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and then in going through the window, turns back into a wolf. That makes more sense. Yeah. I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> so Spidey shows up. Um, Jennifer, vamp vampire Jennifer is now uh, yelling at that, you know, he's mine. And Spidey gets beat up by this werewolf looking guy. When all of a sudden, who shows up? Oh, it's just our fashion icon of the week. It's Morbius. I mean, he kind of is, though, right? This costume's kind of drip. Uh, costume rules. The costume yes. rules. It's costume drip. Rules. Yes. Morbius has very seldom bad costumes in the context of Morbius the character when it comes to his comic book appearances. I guess that's fair. I, I just it's don't very like true. He, he always looks like he's it's, not it's my very cup of tea. 70s. It's very yes. 70s. He's not my yeah. cup of tea, but every costume yeah. is true to the mission statement of Morbius. So we get to issue 96, which continues this. Um, ben Yurik is processing. Apparently, I guess, uh, she's just been feeding on him all day. So he is just absolutely paralyzed with not only fear, but probably blood loss as well. Um, Morbius is basically telling Spider-Man, like, you need to get out of here. Spider-Man doesn't understand anything that's going on, so he thwips at both of them. Um... Uh, a ruckus ensues where this uh this it's vampire a monster war, mash. it's a monster mash is absolutely what it is it was a graveyard smash smash yes yeah. <laughs> yeah. thank you it was <laughs> and so it caught uh, on with a flash too it yeah. really did speaking of flashes 
Morbius stabs uh, Jennifer through the chest. She explodes. And uh, Spidey picks up Yurik, swings away, brings him to the hospital, gets into a fight with one of the doctors and webs up a security guard. I'm not following Peter's train of thought here. I understand it's a stressful situation, but this feels this feels like an earlier Peter Parker choice. He's really manic right now. He's regressed. It's yeah, yeah. It, it's not making a lot of sense. It's it, it, it is a sta- it's a state of panic is what he's doing right yeah. now. So he is panicked. Absolutely. And so he finally ends up leaving. Uh, that night, Morbius comes into uh, Yurik's room. He says, yeah, he you know, it's... <laughs> Jesus. Uh, he's... <laughs> he's like, look, you know, it's almost over. Bears his fangs. Spidey rolls in, beats up Morbius. Morbius tells him, like, I'm not your enemy here. Don't put me with them. I'm trying to help him. I'm going to save him. Morbius goes to save him. Spidey attacks him again, which, again, I'm like... What? Why? I don't get it. Well, vampires, you know, until up until a while, he vampires were just a myth. And I but guess it's not like Morbius didn't it. like it's not like Morbius, like just rolled in there, didn't say anything or tried to bite him. Like he explained to him what was going on, what the situation was and how he's going to help him. It is he didn't so, explain exactly like, like how he was going to do it, though. Yeah. I know, but you would just <laughs> assume fair. that he's like, oh, I'm going to help him. Yeah, that what sixteen year old kid assumes, you know what I mean? I don't know, man. It it feels it's like thin, yeah, it's yeah, so it's thin, but it's it feels like he's you know very much trying to trying to make yeah. this work, you know? Yeah, right. So Spidey uh, continues to tussle with Morbius. He gets thrown into the hallway when more vampires show up. More um, vampires. <laughs> So one of the vampires bites him on the neck. Uh, he thinks he's dead. And she's like, oh, his, disease, his blood is diseased. We got to get out of here. And he's like, he's panicking. Uh, Morbius rolls in, kills the other two vampires, kills the last vampire. And then is like, look, you're fine. Your blood's been altered. They can't feed on you. I, I love how he's just screaming like, you killed me! You killed me! You turned me into <laughs> <laughs> see, see, oh, he's that's, totally that's, panicking. That's yeah. I could have gone to Berkeley Energy. That, <laughs> if Dave Franco was a little less cool looking, he could have been a pretty good Peter Parker. He could have been. A, I mean, oh, yeah. I'm sure he auditioned. I'm sure he, he, auditioned. he auditioned for uh, Amazing. He was in the same class as Andrew Garfield. Oh, really? I was, I was actually thinking. I'm sure he auditioned for, uh, for MCU Spidey. <laughs> no, he would have been too old by then because they were going for high school age. Yeah, he looks like a high schooler still. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to get out of that. He's yeah, he's he's not going to grow up. Yeah, we're all going to be like that. Yeah, that's just not wrong. You've done something to your blood. It is what gives you your abilities. <laughs> your what is that cannot, voice? Your blood can blah blah. I like so, that Morbius is just the count now. That makes him way better. <laughs> so the count brings, uh, brings Spidey into Ben Yurik's room. He's like, look, I saved him. Okay, are we good? I made him hot again. Is that what you wanted? I made him hot again. Okay? You're welcome. You're welcome. Get the fuck out. <laughs> He's like, my name's Morbius. If we ever bump into each other again, let's both pray that you've grown the fuck up. Agreed. Yeah. I'm just going to say it. 
Agreed. This is kid shit. Or rather, it's like, and if we ever bump into each other again, let's yeah. pray that you grow the fuck up and don't forget to eat my precious cereal. <laughs> this is a song that I never thought I would write. Oh, <laughs> Sorry for all the wrongs I've done. <laughs> so the next day, Peter is... Uh, in biology class they're doing the classic dissecting a frog did you guys ever dissect a frog in high school middle school middle school i didn't at all we did it in middle school we didn't do it in high school school. very strange yeah Yeah. so mary has apparently 180 on wanting to talk to peter which is again i just it's very inconsistent but i don't like this arc i do not like this two-parter it just feels so out of left field. I don't, I don't get it, and I don't like it. Um, but yeah, so he lets her know what happened. He he does like tell her that he's freaking out, and uh, we do get this really sweet final page where the two of them reconcile as friends. I love that whole conversation. Just like the, I'm Peter saying, like, I'm seeing things that I'm too young to see. I, I, things are happening that are way bigger than I can handle. I can't do this right now. Like, I, I like that. I, I like every time he has a moment of having to wake up a little bit of like, oh, shit is heavier than, you know, shit is heavier than I think it is. It's not all just sunshine and daisies and being a fun superhero. Like, shit gets real. I, I agree, but I feel like, I don't know. I don't feel like the vampires are the weirdest thing he's seen so far. It's that might be the scariest. That's a it might be the scariest day. because of the fact that you know the he's goblin, had the the people, the people. Well, the people like kind of like people who have been stabbed and like turned into fire and just and die in front of yeah. him. And, yeah, and as well as like the fact that he almost thought he was going to turn into a vampire. He was panicking because of the fact. Well, what would happen if he turns into a vampire? He's going to be a spider vampire. And then he might be going after his family and just other people as well. It's just, if I think there's a deeper meaning here for Peter acting the way he is on top of like, you know, he just got, he, he just got, uh, he got a girlfriend, his, his Mary Jane's not liking him, found out about this girlfriend. He just dealt with that whole Deadpool situation and stuff. Yeah. And now, and now you're telling me that there's vampires on top of this that can actually turn us into vampires and, and get us all killed. You know, that's, that's, that's kind of a lot for like what he's already dealt with. This is just piling more. He is still a kid and still piling the, the responsible responsibility over and over again on top of it. I just think it, if this conversation was going to happen, it could have come after the Deadpool stuff. Yeah, because he yeah. was abducted. He thought that the girl that he had started a relationship with had betrayed him and sent him off to die. Like, I don't know. For me, I get it just it. it didn't ring. Right, but I get it. That's it for that. Because now we check back in with the main plot line of Ultimate Spider-Man. <laughs> apparently, Crime Corner, baby. Annual number two, which brings by the us way, back to our. By the way, this cover. Did anyone else think the same thing that the web from Spider-Man's webbing kind of looks like a ponytail to the? Uh, oh, absolutely! Because that's what I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of like he's got a giant rat tail. Yeah. It's a strange placement, though. If anybody would, it, yeah. Ultimate Punisher. I was you really think hoping Ultimate Punisher, Punisher would be in the Jedi Order. I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, he's 
anyway so you're right he does have no attachments so uh, not ooh. anymore and <laughs> so we check back in with our girl who is now not our girl who might still be our girl unclear gene dewolf nope. captain gene dewolf uh is brought in because that moon man done woke up moon man yeah. moonbeam moonbeam has awoken and he has escaped from his hospital room and we check back in with spidey who has taken out our boy the shocker once again this issue is drawn by mark brooks and just wonderfully once again oh i love it's it really mark good. Brooks crushes it he's cool. so good at doing interiors i wish he did interiors still yeah. Uh, listeners, totally if you haven't been to your LCS this week and you haven't picked up Captain America number zero, first off, what are you doing? Do it. But there is a really wonderful Mark Brooks wraparound cover this week that is so good for that book. That's the also, one Captain I got. America zero is the book that rips the most this week. I it's love so the good. slight anime I, feel I to all these with, characters. Uh, war, world's so finest. Cool. Well, I world's finest too. That's fine. Yes, yes of course. But yes, uh, absolutely, yeah, there are any. some anime influences for sure i think the coloring kind of helps with that too uh yeah. who colored this issue laura martin colored oh laura martin uh colored this issue um and i think yeah, foggy the, especially looks awesome. very like side character from a mega man game right <laughs> <laughs> hello i'm dr cornelius yeah exactly <laughs> default doctor over here yeah yeah <laughs> default doctor <laughs> yeah so we cut back to the police <laughs> station where we get to see another fun uh bendis call to the 616 it's speedball not speedball though yeah uh, and what is yeah. what is he saying not like this not like this and what is that from dear listeners <laughs> not like this is how hawkeye dies in avengers disassembled oh. he flies off on his rocket into a kree ship is like not like this not like this oh my god see my question though is why didn't they make it hawkeye that's my problem with this because i yeah. saw this and i thought oh this must be around the time of civil war with all the new warriors stuff which it is it is around that time okay that's but why is he saying not like this yeah questions abound for this issue um captain wolf is uh given a file i guess they're looking into john cena and yeah <laughs> knows and yeah. that would make sense because we never see him in this. We interview. don't see him exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, this is so well, the thing about Jacob Toretto is that you know he he spent a lot of years. God damn it! Being, <laughs> <laughs> being the uh, world's greatest secret agent, almost yeah. a ghost. Yeah, almost a ghost. Entirely. Yeah. A ghost in a shell. Is that no one could ever know? see him. <laughs> and. And so this all this whole scene spawns from Peter talking to Foggy Nelson after apprehending the shocker, who's basically like, take yeah. him to the police station. Like the reason yeah. getting out is because any good lawyer will throw out any case against him because you tie him up and just leave him here for the cops. Hell yeah. So Spidey pops into a window at the police station with shocker over his shoulder and a, a you know, New York's finest all draw their guns immediately. With uh, Gene DeWolf telling everybody to put their guns away. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Everybody calm down here, sweetheart. Guns away. (laughs) (laughs) Also sounds like Oz from the Batman. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Shocker gets taken into custody. Uh, DeWolf brings him up to the roof where she gives him a target. 
Who is this target, you may be asking? It's our boy, the kangaroo. Someone who actually has a ponytail. My, my fashion a ponytail. icon of the week is oh, totally, 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 <laughs> get totally it. kangaroo, man. I get it. What it's a, a deep look. cut. It's Frank, a look. Frank Oliver, the kangaroo, comes out, and I was like, wow, what a deep cut for Frank Oscar. Oliver looking like buff Tommy Oliver, you know what I mean? Yeah. For, you mean just Tommy Oliver? <laughs> yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah. MMA Tommy Oliver. Yeah, this is, I was gonna say, this is when he was doing like MMA fights. Yes. Yeah. This is absolutely uh, Jason David Frank when he was doing MMA fighting. <laughs> Wasn't he like undefeated? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, isn't so, that crazy? It's weird. So, uh, you know who else was undefeated? Dave Batista. Oh, it's true. And look at him now. He's stubby. No, he's not. Well, not Thor trailer. He's looking, he's looking a little more like me than not. Uh, anyway, <laughs> yes. Thor trailer is also good. <laughs> um, so basically, he's told by Dwolf, like, you should take this guy down. He's like, I don't really do that. Like, I'm not really a hitman kind of guy. And she's like, he's a bad guy. Like, you need to deal with him. He's like, oh, I'll think about it. So he swings off. Dwolf calls Kingpin. And this is the first instance that we get, the first inkling that we get that they're actually not just like a professional you know dirty cop mobster relationship bro they're together they're together not only is she el rata de tata but they're together god damn it so (laughs) (laughs) spidey shows up to uh the bar that dwolf gave him and right as he gets there a guy gets thrown through the window. He pops in, and it's your good buddy, Daredevil, oh, who man. absolutely loves seeing his good friend Spider-Man. Ultimate Daredevil's scary. Yes. <laughs> he's scary and he's mean. He's scary and he's mean. He's an he, aggressive dude. He sees Spider-Man, who's there to help him, and just starts beating the shit out of him and then throws him out the window. Yeah. He's just kind of like in an adrenaline rampage. <laughs> <laughs> this is... This is Matt Murdock halfway through Born Again, where he's just ripping through every single bar that he can find to try and find the kingpin. Yeah. So we cut to a day ago. Matt Murdock, attorney at law, and his partner, Foggy Nelson, are speaking to a man who represents the kangaroo. The two of them come to an agreement. Foggy's like, dude, you know this is a bad dude. And he's like, yeah, but... uh, they don't need to know that I know that he knows that I know that I know mm. and taking their business card. He finds out where he's going to be at goes, starts the ruckus. Spider-Man pops in. They have their little dust up and then who else is here? But of course our good buddy, the Punisher, the other Frank, the, the other, other Frank. We got some Frank on Frank violence over here. The other what, Frank is meat. what is this? Two, two hot dog carts on the corner of 32nd street. Because we got some Frank on Frank violence, let me tell you. <laughs> so the Punisher, who I can only assume also sounds like Oz, uh, fires a <laughs> missile launcher. Yeah, probably. At the bar. Uh, we see that formerly, uh, I think they go to also yesterday. Yeah, he uh, was in Rikers. Right, he was in Rikers. Because he's a criminal. He's and a that's gro- who the Punisher is. Yeah. Uh, he's basically told by, I think it's the Kangaroo's younger brother. So his cousin. cousin 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 yeah his cousin is the 
is the kangaroo tells him oh like thanks for being part of putting kingpin away now we're gonna go run the show and frank just straight up kills this man flips over the table that he was eating at grabs a tray that he was eating from and just starts bashing the dude's brains in and they'd Amazing. already taken away like his silverware, anything that could be used as a weapon. But they yeah. made the mistake of giving him a metal tray. I I love that the cops are just like I I'm so sorry, Warden. We don't know how this keeps happening. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I love that this is a repeat thing that the Punisher just keeps beating the shit out of everybody. In there. <laughs> so good. That's what the Punisher would do. Yeah, absolutely. He's resourceful. Punisher and jail stories are the best. He is, he is default has the, the, the feet from Dungeons and Dragons, the, the tavern brawler feet yes. where he can be basically, he can grab improvised any weapon that is available to him to pretty much use to his advantage. That's a good feat. Yeah, it's a really good feat. Anyway, Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man Daredevil. Yeah, so they so they take the Punisher to the hospital or to the to the med bay maybe because he he gets uh, tased pretty hard. Yeah, uh, and uh oh, that was a stupid idea because the Punisher escaped naturally. <laughs> which brings us to now. Which brings us to now. The where explosion blowing to hell in Midtown. Yup. Um, he is just like. I don't even know who he's shooting at at this point. It looks like he's definitively just shooting at Daredevil and Spider-Man, which, yeah. why? They're all dirt. That, that's what he says. They're all dirt. Yeah, I guess. Um, this, this, this Punisher looks like Ray Stevenson Punisher. And I absolutely do agree. He does. Oh, yeah. For sure. He looks exactly like Ray Stevenson Punisher, which, guys, Punisher Warzone. Pretty if you good. haven't lately. It's a lot of fun. Rewatch Punisher Warzone. It's it kind is. of a great movie. It's pretty fun. It's the best Punisher movie. I might agree with you, actually. I, and I love that Tom Jane one. I love yes. it, too. But I might agree with you. I think that's the best Punisher movie. I think as yeah. a film, it's the best. Because it's it's Punisher. Yeah. <laughs> for better and for worse. Yeah. He sticks a pencil in his nose. Sweet. Speaking of <laughs> for better or for worse, Moon Knight shows up. Hell yeah. And Hell yeah. he and... Punisher begin battling each other while Daredevil and Spider-Man make their way to the roof. And we cut back into the mind of Mark Spector. I'm still unclear who this little redheaded girl is. Uh, very unclear. It isn't. Uh, well, um, never mind. I, I still think it's like the Avatar, probably. Yeah, I, I, I still think it's Conchu. I, yeah. I don't know, man. I think you know what would be really interesting. What if, uh, what if Mark Spector was actually like trans? Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't know if if that would um, oversimplify or muddle the conversation about dissociative di- identity disorder. But that's that's the that's the question. Huh, that's, that's interesting. That's the problem, but that's an interesting politic to wonder. I don't know. I just, huh. I, I I think it would. It would be very different, obviously, but in my mind, it would then kind of justify who this little girl is. That's that's really interesting. But I don't know. I don't know. The, that's like his dead identity. Maybe. And Probably. I am obviously that's not the person to be talking about this or telling that story. But that's really interesting. I never, I never had that read on that. That's really interesting. 
and it, it's uh, yeah it, it just kind of it comes from me just not understanding who this little redheaded girl is but either way huh. um, or forward thinking than it actually was probably actually sent yeah i I, I i definitely think you're giving him more credit than not but that's a really good read it's a good yeah i think it'd be cool also just like put more trans people in books representation is not a bad thing ever like for example News dropped recently about Superman, Son of Kal-El, number 13. <laughs> Every single day that passes, Malcolm gets more power from the impending <laughs> release of this comic. <laughs> He's almost full Sentai. It's uh, Thanos putting in the Infinity Stone. Like, <laughs> and he, like, you oh, see the energy go through. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> I love Dreamer. <laughs> just, just as a maybe, just as a blanket statement, support trans folks. Just, just do it. Yeah, don't be a shit. Don't be a shithead. <laughs> don't be a shithead. They're people too. Yeah, they don't are. be J.K. Rowling. Be don't better. Be, don't be terrible. Don't do that. So, uh, all the personalities have come together to uh, wake up Mark Spector slash Stephen Grant slash Moon Knight. And he leaps his way out of the bill, out of the hospital, which is that not like, stick? That's <laughs> yeah. like legitimately, this is the only time where I looked at that and I'm like, fuck, maybe he does have superpowers. What's happening yeah, here? It's kind of sick. It's kind of <laughs> tight. He's at least on like the 15th floor. Yeah. Yeah. He's a he badass. He's doing it in his himself. undies. Doing it in his undies too. Yeah. Uh, he gets back to his little, uh, his little hidey hole and finds Marlene there once again. Uh, she has been waiting for him because it's been weeks since he went down and he is basically back in action as the Moon Knight. So it's this big old dust up on the roof. Moon Knight versus Punisher versus Spider-Man. Nobody knows what's going on. Daredevil, meanwhile, is going after the kangaroo. And we see that the previous day, the kangaroo there's a lot of flashbacks with this it's actually uh, cool <laughs> it's, it's very sopranos yes it's very way. sopranos it's very way. sopranos uh, which I, like. I mean makes sense for the time period yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. gabagool so we see <laughs> the kingpin uh has confronted the kangaroo basically telling him like Look, oh my god james gandolfini voicing the kangaroo would be like everything to me right now and i mean gandolfini should have been the fucking back king. in the time he should have yeah. been the kingpin yes yes i, I agree have no idea I, I still, every so often, it, like, it, I'm reminded that um, we had this incredible kingpin who passed away, mm-hmm. Michael Clark Duncan. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. every single time I'm like, oh, he would be a good kingpin, also has passed away. And I'm like, yep. God damn it. Yep. God. Yeah. Yep. I listen, I was thinking that all throughout the Batman where I was like, man, I always wanted to see Philip Seymour Hoffman as the penguin. Yes, yes. absolutely. Agree. And then I was like, ah, shit. Like, right. He basically now, played now the I'm, penguin I'm in Mission Impossible hour. 3. Yes, yes. He, he is. That's yes. Owen Davian is very much the penguin. That's why that was like uh, rumored for him to be the, the yeah, penguin he was, in, in yeah, Crisis he was the because of that movie. Nolan's penguin. Yeah. 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 Because of that movie. Oh, would have yeah. been great. Yeah. So, uh, Kingpin basically gives him this line. He's like, um, uh, basically telling him like, I'm not going to step outside with you. This isn't prison and this isn't high school. It's not how I do business. When it comes from me, it'll come in forms you'd never expect. And he leaves. This Kingpin is very specifically 
Spider-Man the Animated Series Kingpin. Absolutely. Yes. When he rolls up, you hear the... Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, I mean, right down to the wardrobe, man. He's got, he's straight, he's got the purple vest with the white yeah. suit. You know, like, you know, he's going into the Empire State Building and the wall is coming down to reveal like, yep. his Spider-Man's accent. Yeah. The Spider-Man. The Spider-Man. You understand, Mr. Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. man. Nice. That's so, that was good. That was very that was good. Really that, good. That voice is like imprinted in my life. <laughs> All right, I'm watching that episode two of that after. Because yeah. <laughs> you you said the theme song, and I was just like, oh my god, I completely <laughs> forgot he had his own that, theme song. That theme sticks in my head. So um, that theme we have wow. never had a bad kingpin theme. No, no, like no. the best Kingpin theme for me is still from that Ben Affleck Daredevil movie. I'm an outlaw, quick on the draw. Like, what a great introduction to that character! Yes, so god, this is the blind lawyer from Hell's Kitchen. Oh. Yeah, Michael Clark Duncan rocks. You're gonna out. have to go a green mile to meet with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make you meet your Armageddon. Scorpion King. So yeah, the kangaroo is apprehended by uh, Daredevil and the cops. And Gene oh, yeah. DeWolf leans in and she's like, he told you it, it would come in shapes you never imagined. And the look of terror on the kangaroo's face, priceless. So good. So uh, they're basically mostly, you know, wrapped up here. Punisher was webbed up, though not webbed up enough. Pulls out one of his guns and aims at Spider-Man. And then all of a sudden, Captain DeWolf shot through the chest dies yeah. instantly i love arms. i love that bit where like spider-man's telling her like oh yeah the punisher's webbed up there too and she's like the punisher's here and looks around a little bit like she knows that he knows but mm. was he aiming for her yeah okay. yeah i think so. i yeah. read it as he was aiming at spider-man and he missed. No, i i i think that he was aiming at her because he recognized her that's that's interesting that that's probably the correct read yeah, I just yeah, saw it as like he was pissed off that Spider-Man got in his way again and webbed him up. So he went to shoot at him, but because he was webbed up, he missed. Oh, no, he actually says that. it. Yeah, He's, she's a dirty cop. Yeah, because he says that she's a dirty cop. That's oh, yeah. true. That's yeah. And Daredevil's like, no, like she does. He's not lying. Yeah. That's yeah. true. So Spider-Man goes up, starts beating the shit out of Punisher. He reveals, of course, to Spidey that she was a dirty cop. Daredevil corroborates and... Again, this is kind of one of those moments where Daredevil is once again like, yeah, like this is the shit that's going on. Hopefully you'll grow up next time I see you. And he like yeah. swings away. And I, that kind of feels like the theme of the repetition. last three issues. Yeah. yeah. Um, that said, I love the line. And I always think about this line. Ever since I first read this, I've always thought about this line. The welcome to the world, you're one day older. Yeah, I I love that line. I think that's really well written. It is a killer line. <laughs> it's a killer line. And so cops show up. They arrest Punisher again. Moon Knight is watching on from the distance. He, God, I something that I've been loving about the Moon Knight show is the accuracy to making his cape look like a moon when he jumps <laughs> with it. 
Yes. I yeah. love, it's the dumbest shit and it doesn't make any sense, but I love it so much. Well, they made it make sense for the show because he's mystical. He's yeah. mystical, but it still looks cool as fuck. Um, he shows up back to his little uh, his hideout and who's there waiting for him? It's Daredevil. Oh, Daredevil's, Daredevil's just sitting there on his couch. Yeah, legs sitting there in the dark. Chilling. Just waiting for him. And he's basically he says more or less like I'd like to talk to you about the Defenders Initiative. <laughs> <laughs> it's straight up that scene. Bum, 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 yeah. Do you want an idea of how soon that is? How soon is it? Next issue. Not next volume, but the volume after. Okay, so we're going to get another crime volume, and I'm fucking excited for that. Fucking yeah. stoked. Because we are, what is that, three for three on crime issue? Crime volume? That is, that is also the last Bagley story. What? Wow. So that'll be that'll end with issue 111, which is the end of Bagley's run on this book, and it becomes a new permanent artist. Wow. Uh, which means that which is what makes Ultimate Spider-Man by Bendis and Bagley the longest running consecutive creative team because they beat out Stan and Jack by like seven issues. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. So, yeah. So Good 111 show. is coming. 111, I think, is going to be a real good issue for you guys. But I'm not, I'm not ready uh, for that. I don't know ready. So, ready yeah, so in two, weeks, in two weeks, we're we're losing Bagley. And in oh. three weeks, we get something real good. It's too bad. <laughs> so basically, uh, Daredevil is conspiring to bring a group together to take down the Kingpin. And he's like, you know, make sure we want to make sure Kingpin has no more nights like tonight, where he laughs himself to sleep thinking he got one over on us. And we see... Uh, this our James Gandolfini Kingpin mm. has morphed into Vincent D'Onofrio Kingpin. Yes, as she the... abandoned me. <laughs> Instead of Vanessa, it's eleven twenty-two. Because <laughs> they were supposed to meet at eleven p.m. It's a it's a it's a very appropriately sad moment. Yeah, for a villain that we don't get very many sympathies for. Nope. So, gentlemen. That wraps up volume 16. Uh, final thoughts on the volume and what was your favorite part? We'll go to Malcolm first. Uh, I like this volume. I don't love the Morbius stuff, mainly just because I don't love Morbius. But I think it's like a fun like two-parter or whatever. Uh, I wish it had come kind of earlier in the run. Yeah. It feels a little weird coming this late. Um, especially given that like the, the team-up issue that it kind of you know references came significantly earlier in the run so it feels a little weirdly placed here um but i like this volume a lot uh favorite moment like i said it's literally that panel of lucy with the friggin' football man it's awesome <laughs> i love it that's great uh but yeah it's super fun it's a fun volume uh especially going into next week this is fun next week is not what i would call fun okay uh jacob uh yeah so this um i i was trying to think i really loved this volume uh mainly because of like these three issues or we're not three issues but like these three stories in these volumes felt like um what marvel team up should be uh in this in the sense of like spider-man with kitty pride and the x-men going against deadpool that's a good read that yeah. the the Morbius him teaming up with uh, Bla I would I was really hoping with the Morbius stuff 
that we that he was going to team up with Blade and go after Morbius and find out that Morbius, you know, they work together and then they go fight guy. real vampires. That's what I wanted from this that issue. I, I was kind of expecting that. Did get that. I'm okay with it. But at the same time, this also felt like another, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, Marvel team-up issue. Same thing with yeah. this annual. This felt like a Marvel team-up thing. I, I would totally get this volume and pitch it to Marvel Disney right now and be like, this is what your Marvel team-up move uh, show needs to be. Jacob, that's a really good read because this is the better team up volume than the team up volume. That's what I mean. It's exactly yep, what absolutely I agree. I think it's a better balance. Like if you put the human torch story in with this, yes, oh, then yes. this would be like Tier. a 10 out of 10 banger. That's what like, I switch it, it, out, switch out the torch and the Morbius story. Switch out the torch yeah. and the Morbius stories, and you need to have an absolute banger. And exactly. I think the Morbius story works better then than it does now, too. That's a really mm-hmm. totally agree. That's a really good read. Yeah, I, 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 that I would have ultimately made this my favorite volume of all time if it was a Marvel team up um, uh, volume, if it was yeah. a title of that. Uh, but since it's Ultimate Spider-Man, it kind of docks itself a little bit more or less because of like, I also didn't like, I didn't like Deadpool in this, guys. I, this is my least favorite Deadpool I've ever, like, totally fair. <laughs> well, you're not alone in that. That's pretty much everyone. <laughs> it wasn't even. <laughs> Malcolm wasn't is even... on an island by himself. Yeah, I'm I'm floating on Kakoa. It, it would have it would have been good. I I didn't even care about like what he was talking about. I was more about the fact that he wasn't funny. Yeah, <laughs> he just yeah, wasn't like... quippy and funny and like what I always knew. My first instance of Deadpool was the Hulk versus movie where Nolan North voiced oh, that yeah. character. Oh, that was yeah. the first time I got introduced to Deadpool, and I didn't wow. know who he was. And just that, hey, hey Logan, Wolverine. it's me, Deadpool. I shot you. I shot you. <laughs> yeah, that that cracked me the fuck up immediately. And I, I was like, well, I'm gonna love this character so from now on. Yeah, I this this, but I did want to see, more, but I do want to see more Deadpool because of the fact of what this was like a Deadpool origin story in this. Um, for him turning into what ultimately would be his scarred up fate version of, of Deadpool. Uh, that, the, um, between that, this, the, the, the conversation that finally happened between Mary Jane and Peter um, was what I was waiting for. The ultimate shoe dropping of her finding out about her dating somebody else. Um, all been there. Uh, always felt those feelings. The relationship between Kitty and Peter in this. Mwah, chef's kiss. Uh, the favorite part of this entire volume though is Aunt May. Hell yeah. Uh, is Aunt May being an empowering woman and being like, I'm going on a date. The fact that she was all for it and been going through all of the stress, gone through three deaths in these past volumes, going through therapy, going through all this stuff. She finds, finds the strength to actually thinks that she can go out for a relationship or, or date somebody. It's beautiful. I love yeah. that. I love empowered. that she's in a good totally place agree. to do that now. I, I, I love that. I love that she's in a good spot for that. I also love that she fucking killed it on that date and is yeah. spending a night with that. It's not the best person, but it is. No. Big it red is flags. Big rig flags, but but at least at least that moment where she called, I was nervous as fuck too. I was waiting for that. I was waiting for Aunt May to just be there and ready to like discipline Peter. And then you get a phone call saying like, yeah, I'm not going to make it. Bye. And then you just hear from somebody, come back to bed, May. I'm like, I'm just leaving a message. It's okay. Hold on. I'll be right back. And then like, <laughs> click. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 
beautiful. Loved that moment. Um, the, um, yeah, there were, there were things in this that I didn't like that made me love it because of, uh, I don't like X-Men. I'm going to tell you that right now. Uh, this made me want to read uh, Ultimate X-Men. Don't. Uh, just because There are some good stories in Ultimate X-Men. It's not I'm worth sure, it. I'm sure there is. It's I, fun. I like this. I just I just thought it was very cool to like, I, I don't know. I don't really like X-Men that much because um, I, I like the focus of X-Men when it's focusing on civil rights and the struggles of that type of deal. It's when they go through time and space and everything like that and age of, uh, age of apocalypse kind of things just doesn't, I don't, I know it's probably, I know for a lot of people it's the best, but for me, it, it, it hinders the series because it totally loses, fair. it loses the fact of what it's meant to be, which is promoting uh, civil rights for these characters um, and the situations they get into. Uh, I don't like Morbius and I don't like vampires. This I don't made like, me like vampires. That made me like vampires a little bit enough. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. Fun. it's a fun little two-parter. Yeah. It's a fun two-parter. Yeah. I, I, I genuinely liked it. I kept thinking, and I did keep good. thinking the count from Sesame street as the voice of Morbius in my head the entire time. <laughs> I mean, that's the right uh, choice. That's uh, right. Yeah. Oh, uh, and uh, yeah, and uh, and this last issue with the, the Daredevil and Kingpin is what I've been ultimately waiting for yeah. when he gave me ah, this teaser ultimately. of Punisher. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Pun intended, because this was like... Punisher intended. Punisher. Ah, got him again. <laughs> yeah. Pow! Pow. Boom! Uh, this was just a fun volume, but yeah, like I said, this default Marvel team up. Yo. You should have been looking at this volume and realizing that this yeah. this is how you do it. This is how you bring a team up team uh, team up story consistently with uh, with Spider Man and other villains and other Marvel characters. That's totally it. agree. Um, yeah. yeah, I I didn't love this volume. I think the first three issues are very solid, and then it just kind of falls off a truck for me. Um, I just, I didn't like the Morbius stuff. I was so zoned out with it. I didn't like how it characterized Peter. Um, I know that he's, he's, uh, he's a 16 year old kid. He's impetuous. He has mood swings, but like, I don't know. It, it felt like a weird regression. Mm -hmm. Um, I liked that the annual moved stuff forward, but I don't know. It feels like we should be past the point where everyone is treating Peter with kid gloves. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're like 16 volumes into this. And We're 16 still, volumes in. And he's still learning the lessons that yeah. and need be, to and be done. And people are reacting to him appropriately <sighs> by saying like, hey, we, we need to take the training wheels off. You need to be an adult now. And it's like, yeah, he, you would think he would be past this at yeah. this point in time to be fair it is still within his first year mm -hmm. is it you know for them yeah there's only been like nine months or so that's passed well yeah but it's still a little bit more because you should it's gotta be because we had that three month jump yeah it's not much more we 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 yeah it's it's still within his first year Okay. I don't know that that feels very short. This feels like the longest year. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a long ass year. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. make sense. And as far as like the continuity of the overall Ultimate Universe, yeah. But in this book, yeah, they they stick pretty close to like a very small narrow frame of time. Okay, 
Interesting. Yeah. It's it's a frustrating thing, but yeah, I've just kind of grown to accept it. Yeah, and honestly, and honestly, I really enjoyed the X Men team up. I really dig that, and maybe it's just because I'm like steeping myself in X Men shit right now. But like, I am su- I was super into that story. Um, favorite part, literally any scene between Peter and Kitty. I just I love them together. I think they're so cool. Their powers uh, complement each other. Their lifestyles, for the most part, complement each other. Um, and I'm really excited for it to get blown up soon because not every good thing lasts, especially for Peter Parker. But honestly, like if if this volume had been just 91 through 93 or 91 through 94, yeah, I'd have been totally into it. Yeah. Um 95 96 I could throw away the Whoa, annual smoke. the annual again. I like where I like that it's pushing the mob stuff forward and that we are as Malcolm said going to get more stuff on that which is really exciting. But yeah, it's just weird. And I'm hoping that the uh the next volume is going to be a little bit more even keeled with its tone mm. and with the quality of it. So <laughs> Jacob <laughs> okay jacob's making a face uh which brings us this wraps up issue 16 and we are going to now turn our attention to volume 17 pull this up here i love volume 17 Uh, i'm gonna throw that out there right now i love volume 17 it's one of my five favorite volumes in the whole run yeah say it oh no say it yeah, volume no. 17 entitled Clone Saga. Mm. <laughs> oh my uh, god. Collects issues 97 through 105. So this is going to be a big one. Mm-hmm. Big read this week. Uh, synopsis goes like this As Peter Parker tries to sort out his relationship with the X Men's Kitty Pride and Mary Jane, he's interrupted by the debut of the Ultimate Scorpion. Oh, that's cool. Uh, but a conspiracy is uncovered as his identity t- is revealed to be a clone of Peter Parker. Oh, no. Oh, that, that sucks, sucks that they put that in the description. That sucks. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. That's a that's big spoils. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, well. that's, literally, that's literally the end of that first issue oh, is man. when that's revealed. And so when you said last week that this that this week's volume ended with 97, I was like, no, 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 no. No, you don't want to do that. Because that that's a terrible, like, weird thing. Because if you had read that, 97, that's just, like, how, the, that that's just how the volume was organized. But I'm glad that's, we didn't. Sucks. Weird. It's weird. Yeah, that yeah. Sucks it's that weird that, it that they would spoil that. That's it's weird such that they would spoil a weird something choice. called the Clone yeah. Saga. <laughs> It's such a weird choice. Okay. So, okay. So basically, Scorpion <laughs> is going to be the new Ben Riley. Is what I'm taking from this, but we'll see. We we'll already have happens. a Ben Riley. Oh, Hopefully, I... stop. We don't have a Ben Riley. <laughs> we, do. we don't have a we Ben do. Riley. So great carnage. I guess basically uh, next. Is week, that the whole description? That's the whole description. Interesting. Okay. At least the one that I'm reading. Okay. Um, Interesting. So yeah, next week, Clone Saga. We're diving into it. I, guess, I Mark... really like the Ultimate Clone Saga. I think it's kind of stupid. But I think it as works. As the Clone Saga should be. It's deep. As the Clone yeah. Saga should be. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot um, of fun. I, I guess fun. Mark Bagley is uh, going out with a bang, deciding to just scorched earth everything before he leaves. Yeah. So there's Clone Saga <laughs> and then the next story after that, which 
is the crime story. Crime story. Crime story. If memory serves, it's called Ultimate Nights. Cool. So next two volumes are going to be very interesting to read. So again, next Friday, issues 97 through 105, volume 17, entitled Clone Saga. Be there or be square, not a circle. But for this week's Geek Explained Book Club, I'm Eric Kazana. I am Malcolm Russell Nelson. And I am Jacob Brown. Thank you very much for listening. Stay safe, and we will see you next time. And again, support trans people. Side.